It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. We are in the studio today. We'd love to take your calls. If this is your first time tuning in, this is where we talk about housing. We talk about real estate. I've been a top agent in town since 2009, uh, represented about a billion dollars. That's Billy with a B uh, in real estate and help you guys understand just what in the world's going on out there. It's a crazy market. Anyone that's bought or sold a home or has talked to anybody that has bought or sold a home uh, in the past year or so, uh, I'm, I'm sure that you've heard the stories. You know, it's all we see on Facebook if you're friends with a real estate agent. Uh, it's, it's crazy out there. So I help kind of make sense out of everything, help you understand if you're going to buy a home or sell a home or invest in real estate, what you really need to know, because there's a lot of, a lot of buzz out there. I want to kind of separate the facts from the fiction. I also, I think, do a pretty good job of peeling back the industry, peeling back the curtain on the industry itself to help you better understand how real estate agents operate so that when it really does come time for you to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, you know the right questions to ask. You know how to hire a true professional and, and value that relationship so that you can accomplish your goals. So we've been doing this for, gosh, almost a decade now right here on WTMA, and I'm in the studio and uh, if if you've got a question, you hear something that sparks some interest, you've got a story to share, uh, anything real estate related, feel free to call into the studio. The number here is 843-556-1250. That's 843-556-1250. Now, if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you're thinking about buying a home, selling a home, investing in real estate, or getting into the industry, uh, aside from running a, you know, a real estate team, I've got 20 folks that uh, I employ there. I also have a property management company. I also do private money lending to investors for real estate transactions. I'm also an investor myself. I'm in a national real estate coach. So kind of hit it from a, a bunch of different angles, the, the real estate market. But any question whatsoever, the number here in the studio, 556-1250. Or if you want to reach out to me personally, 843-800-0065 is the number to call. Or visit us online, listingsincharleston.com. So... Um, I was a panelist this week at an event that was uh, moderated by David Slade of the Post and Courier, who's their senior reporter, and it was on a series that he's been working on called Boom and Balance, really talking about the growth of the Charleston area and what we're going to do about it, because let's be honest, there are a lot of people moving to the area. I think that the answer kind of depends on who you're talking to in terms of how many people are actually moving to the area. I think it's uh, 37 people a day. I've heard 30, I've heard 40, everything in between, but somewhere around that number, uh, which also does not account for new births. But we were talking about issues like affordable housing. Where are we going to put all the cars? <laughs> uh, we talked about the rapid transit system that they're they're working on, which you know, kind of in reality won't be available to us locally for another um, six to eight years is somewhere around the projection. But anyways, it was, uh, you know, Catherine Basha, who's the planning director for the Tri-County and Christopher Morgan, who's the planning manager and uh, 
division director for the city of Charleston. And then myself talking about the real estate portion of things. And so there were a few takeaways that, that I want to share with you on that. And I think the first is, you know, kind of like it or not, the Tri-County uh, area and the population that they were anticipating, uh, we surpassed like 11 years ahead of schedule. Clemson put out a uh, study in 2003 that said that the Charleston area's population uh, is going to soar past 800,000 by 2030. Well, we hit that in 2019. And, you know, as this, in order to kind of verify that, so to speak, we spent a million and a half bucks uh, on a Our Region, Our Plan study, which was published in 2012, and it said that the Tri-County population area could reach 873,479 people by 2040. Well, we'll be there in no time at all. I mean, by 2040, we'll have... You know, over a million people here in Charleston. And what's interesting is, and and by the way, we've we've been one of the top states um, for the past decade. You know, especially over the past two years, we've been in the top four for relocation into our state. And you guys know it. You see it. You see the license plates. You know, we've we've all kind of discussed that at this point. And honestly, I don't know why. <laughs> if I'm being truthful, somewhere along the way. Um, everybody found out about Charleston at like one point in time. And now everybody that I'm friends with, they're moving back to the area. A lot of folks that I went to college with here at the College of Charleston have kind of spread out throughout the country. Now they're all coming back. All of their friends are saying, yes, they're moving to Charleston. Uh, It's an incredible influx of people here locally, and it's creating some pretty massive challenges. So my job is you know, a radio show host and owner of a real estate company and uh, just local advisors to, is to help you understand, well, what does that mean for us? You know, we, we, we follow the national real estate news and, um, you know, you at home can, you know, click on a variety of websites, watch a variety of videos, talk to a bunch of real estate agents, and you're going to get a bunch of different answers on what's actually happening and where things are going. Well, I, I think, first of all, it's worth mentioning that it's extremely hard to predict What's going to happen next? From my perspective, I don't see any shortage in demand among people moving to the Charleston area. There have been plenty of folks that have said, you know what, especially baby boomers that are saying, I'm getting older in age. Uh, Obviously, I I don't want this big of a house anymore. I don't want to take care of this much space. Um, It's time for me to cash in and downsize. And frankly, you know, I've lived here for 20 plus years and the Charleston that I'm seeing now is not the Charleston that I fell in love with. And so now they're moving to different areas of the state or of course the country. Um, and I get it. And, and, you know, there are plenty of times where we're all sitting in our car and saying, God, where are all these people coming from? Why don't you just go back home? Uh, but in reality, there's, there's not much we can do to, <laughs> if anything, to stop the influx of people that are moving here. And so what's interesting is there's about a hundred thousand building permits that are just kind of in queue that could be acted upon uh, and and once they've been given that permit, there's not really much of a deadline in order to uh, build whatever it is they were permitted to build. So some of these projects that you're seeing and some of the you know cranes that you have downtown were, were things that were approved years and years and years ago, and they're finally just acting on it. But I want to kind of tie in what's going on with this huge population boom that we're having here locally. 
Uh, and the fact, by the way, the people that are moving here, it's, it's, this is, I think, an important thing to understand is they're moving here. Let's, let's use like the New Jersey, New York, California, uh, Northern Virginia, Southern Maryland. They're moving here and they have money. And the reality is, not only is their perception of value different here, because, you know, let's say they sold a home in California, a two bed, one bath shoebox for a million bucks. And then they look at, you know, property worth a million bucks here in Charleston, that it's sticker shock to them, just like it's sticker shock to us, the people that have lived here for the past, you know, however long, that have seen uh, prices escalate incredibly. And they're like, yeah, right, that house is going to sell for that much. Oh my gosh, that thing sold in one day for more than what I thought was a ridiculous price. And it's still, it's even surprising to me at times how much these homes are selling for. Excuse me. I thought I was going to have to sneeze. I still might. Um, And so with all these folks moving in, of course, now we've got this discussion of not only available inventory, can we build enough homes quickly enough to meet this demand and this influx of folks? Answer has, you know, recently, of course, over the past few years has been no. Um, And so where are these homes going to come from for them to buy? Because I don't know if you've noticed or not, for those of you that are renting, but rents are through the roof just as much as, um, as, as real estate prices are for something for you to buy. Take the boulevard in Mount Pleasant as an example, right there on Coleman. Last year, a three-bedroom was um, $2,400. Now it's $3,300 a month. That's how much it jacked up over the course of one year, and people are paying it. That's the, that's the crazy thing. People are paying it, and they can't. They you know, Waiting lines for rental properties at absorbent prices. Uh, I just put a home under contract for almost... 10% above what they were asking. What they were asking was fair, by the way. Um, and it was an as-is deal. They waived the appraisal contingency. The seller gets to stay there for 15 days for free. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of what it's taking at times in order to get these homes under contract. And so with this huge influx of people moving to the area, on top of the fact that rates are now a full point higher than they were at the beginning of the year, it's. I mean, we're over four and a half percent now, and they're expected to continue to climb. And and while that while a, an increase, by the way, of just one percent might not seem like an, a lot, it adds about three hundred and seventy five bucks a month to a buyer's mortgage payment over a thirty year loan, which you know, we're using kind of average anecdotal numbers here. But that's one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars more in total interest over the course of a thirty year period. So obviously, we're assuming you know median priced home. 20% down, 30-year fix, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the total payment has increased over 30% from just a year ago. And I, I'm not sure I see much of an end in sight, at least locally and at least short term. Because the real impact here, the real impact to the to the market is to first-time home buyers. They're just getting rocked right now between the increase in prices, the severe lack of inventory in that price range, uh, and the increase in payment. I mean, historically, first-time home buyers are about 40% of the uh, transactions that take place. Now, we're in the low 20% range. And that 
you know, to you might not seem like a lot, but that's a third of first-time home buyers that just can't buy homes right now. And if you think about the guidelines that are in place that are applicable to first-time home buyers from a from a lending perspective, and the fact that you know Fannie Mae, as an example, says that you can have a forty-three percent debt-to-income ratio. Well, that means that for a media, for for an average-priced home in the Tri-County area right now, which, by the way, our average sales price is $505,000. That means to afford an average-priced home in our market, you have to make slightly over $100,000 a year. I mean, these numbers, again, are kind of anecdotal, but they're reliable. And so the median sales price, it's up to you whether you want to use average or median. Median, obviously, is just half the homes are below and half the homes are above. But the median sales price is three seventy. It still means you have to make eighty grand a year in order to afford the median priced home in this market. And uh, here's what's interesting: if you look at what's what's available right now, we've got about a thousand properties on the market here in the Charleston area. There's only one hundred ninety seven homes total: condos, townhomes, houses, everything in the Tri County area. There's only one hundred ninety seven of them below three hundred seventy thousand. There's three hundred forty four of them below. The average sales price, which is 505, which means the vast majority of homes that are for sale in our market are above the average sales price, above $500,000. So, and, and still there's not a lot. So the first time home buyer price range, as soon as something hits the market, you know, 375 and below, it just, it gets absolutely overwhelmed with interest. I've had it happen multiple times this year already with the properties that we've sold. You know, you list it on a Thursday, you get you start the showings on Friday, you gather the offers over the weekend. On Monday, you go back to somebody and say, hey, guess what? You won, and everybody else, I'm sorry, but you did not win. Um, and we're generating 10-plus offers on most of our listings using that strategy. And so we've got this severe issue here of affordability in our market and obviously for the folks that are moving here from different areas, you know, they're, they're moving here on a New Jersey salary uh, for a property at Charleston prices. For them, that's a deal. I mean, their property taxes are four times what ours are. They're not having to deal with some insurance issues like we do in certain locations. But um, what's the answer? Where's the inventory going to come from? It's certainly not new construction. Over the past five years, we've had about 5,000, 5,500 new construction listings a year. But, you know, if you look at from 2006 to 2008, we were putting six to 8,000 new construction homes on the market every year. We're just, we're behind pace locally, regionally, nationally. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, but I, I really want to kind of segue this into, if you're a buyer, what does it take for you to win in this market? If you're a seller, sure, you can put your home under contract. It's actually not that hard but I will tell you this, the difference between a new agent and an experienced agent in most instances is going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, whether it lands in your pocket or not, uh, and, and the experience that they have uh, and, and how it can help you retain more of your equity. So we're going to talk more about that as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Remember, if you're interested in calling into the show, the number here is 843-556-1250 or check out listingsincharleston.com for more information on my company. Stick around. We'll be right back. 
Visit Brian Beatty's website at listingsincharleston.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues next on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Now, the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues on Charleston's Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, as the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm your host, Brian Beatty. Almost a decade I've been on the show helping you better understand and navigate the real estate market here in Charleston uh, so that if you're thinking of buying, selling, or investing, you're an informed consumer uh, the more you listen, the smarter you get, right? Isn't that the old WTMA tagline? <laughs> uh, hey, if I'm in the studio, and I'd be happy to take your call. I know a lot of you guys have some questions about the market, trying to make sense out of everything. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it doesn't make sense. I'll be honest. I've been selling real estate for 16 years. I've, I've represented a billion dollars in real estate here locally. And I'm surprised at what's going on um, frequently, <laughs> You know, you kind of get your mind blown uh, more often than you feel like you should in a market like this based on what's actually happening, based based on people's behavior, their decision making, uh, or lack thereof at times. So if you want to call into the studio, you want to ask some questions, share a story, uh, gain some clarity, happy to help in any way I can. 843-556-1250 is the number here in the studio. 843-556-1250. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you're thinking of buying a home, selling a home, investing in real estate, maybe getting into the business, uh, whether you want to be an agent or on the administrative side. I also own a property management company, so a bunch of different ways we can help you out. Uh, but if you want to reach out to me personally, my number is 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or you can check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. You can learn uh, more about my team and who we are. You can listen to hundreds of versions of the show, which is also on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, uh, YouTube. Just just Google Brian Beatty or Brian Beatty team, and you'll you'll find us in a bunch of different spots. But anyways, uh, continuing our discussion here. So you know, we, I, I was talking about kind of this recap of uh, me being a panelist for uh, an event that was hosted by David Slade of the Post and Courier, where we were talking about really the future of housing for Charleston with all of these folks that are moving to the area. And I, I want to continue that for just a second, but I really want to kind of get to the, the nuts and bolts of what I want to talk about today, which is if you're a buyer in this market, how do you possibly navigate this market? How do you know how much to pay without overpaying? How do you know what contingencies to the contract to say, okay, you know what? That's fine. I don't need a home inspection or... Uh, you know, hey, I, I'm getting a mortgage, but I don't need to get it appraised. There's there's so many different angles that we can take here, but I'm going to focus on a few primary ones that if if you're going to buy a home in this market, I think you really need to know. But to finish out our uh, conversation just really quickly, I just wanted to mention that, you know, if you think about what happened to real estate, not here just locally, but nationally, after that kind of initial shock of COVID and the stay-at-home orders were lifted, rates, interest rates dropped basically by the same percentage rate that homes appreciated, if that makes sense. So now what's happened and why we've got this this kind of unbelievable uh, look of 
shock and sometimes terror on our face is because rates have now gone back up really over a full interest rate, a full point, um, and prices have been double-digit increases. And we uh, locally, we've been appreciating since, I want to say, 2012. 2012 to 2013 was kind of the first leg of it. It's been a decade now of price growth. Past two years have been double-digit increases in pricing. Some areas have seen you know, 20-plus percent increase in pricing. And it's still going strong. You know, we're one of four kind of areas where demand is higher now than it was this time last year. And last year, we had an unbelievable amount of demand. So if you're a buyer and you're waiting for this market to cool down, um, I, I understand where you're going with that. And I think depending upon what you're reading or what you're hearing or what you're watching, there's there's evidence of that. You've got um, you know a bunch of different folks that have, of course, their own opinion on the real estate market. But it seems like people are becoming more and more uh, aggressive with their predictions for what will actually happen this year. You know, look at folks like Zillow or Redfin or Realtor.com. They keep adjusting the percentage uh, appreciation rate higher than they said in December and then January and then February. It's like every month they've got this new prediction for how much more homes will appreciate this year. But this affordability issue is is a serious thing. It's it's um, you know it could be viewed as demand destruction. You know, Google that one. It's a fun read. Uh, where they basically burst bubbles in order to reduce demand. Well, if interest rates get to a point where it basically breaks the market and people just can't afford homes or enough of them can't afford homes, or if people finally put up their hands and say, you know what? Nope, I'm done. I am not paying that price for that house. You're out of your mind. You know, at some point, logic will kick in. This is a very emotional process. It's emotional business. Uh, and you want people, especially from a real estate agent's perspective, you want people making uh, sound financial decisions. You don't want someone going in there just saying, okay, well, you know, how much are they asking? How much more do I have to pay above that to get this place? And that's kind of what this market is right now. It's a listing price driven market because even the comps from three months ago that we look at to determine, hey, What's this house worth? You know, on there's always three opinions to pricing. What the seller thinks it's worth, how much the buyer's willing to pay, and then what you can prove through data, right? And so in a market like this, the gap between what a buyer's willing to pay and what we can prove that it's worth through data, that gap gets wider, which makes it really challenging for you as a buyer to figure out, all right, well, What's this thing worth? You know, how how do I not overpay for this? I don't want to underpay for it and lose the property. I'm willing to pay what it's quote unquote worth, but that's a moving target in a market like this. So if you're a buyer in this market, how do you win? Without frankly just being stupid, with without just, you know, throwing caution to the wind and saying, you know what, I, I don't need an inspection, appraisal, whatever. I'm just here, here's my offer, and this offer means that there is no other way for me to back out of this deal if you accept my offer i'll buy the house now some of you might be in that position and if you are good for you a lot of folks frankly do not have the stomach for that much risk and they don't have the ability financially to either 
inherit a property with a bunch of unforeseen issues or spend a bunch of cash on some sort of appraisal issue. And so, you know, what do you do? Well, I think first of all, and this is, you know, sometimes I say things that might be a little unpopular among the agent community, but you know what? That's, uh, you can get your feelings hurt if you'd like. I'm just going to deliver the facts. And the reason I say this is because with all the properties that my team and I sell and all the listings that I have, because I mostly represent sellers, I have agents that do both sellers and buyers and so on and so forth. Um, but most of my time is really spent kind of on the seller side of things. Marketing is is my jam. I just get it. I'm good at it. It's where I have a lot of fun. Uh, and I like just accomplishing results for sellers. Uh, and so when we put these properties on the market, some of the offers that I'm receiving and the way in which I'm receiving them is just absurd. And I just, I, you know, I kind of hate to say it, but if you're a buyer and you keep losing out on deals, it might be because you just have a weak agent. And that just is what it is. I got an offer a few days ago from somebody that just copied me on some sort of, so it's DocuSign. So they just, they put me in as somebody to receive a copy of the signed documents that the agent sent to their client to fill out. There was no presentation of the offer and there was no address on it. It was just like the address of the email was please DocuSign, you know, offer documents, blah, 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 bunch of numbers and letters. Zero presentation whatsoever. Had I not been like looking closely at my email, that's, that would have been deleted. And I'm sure there's been a time or two where that has happened, but it's because the agent doesn't even call or text and say, Hey, I've got an offer for you on your property. And so let's just back up a little bit and let's talk about that process. Because if you're, you know, if you're losing deals, it might be because your agent's just not putting in the effort or doesn't have the experience to know how to win. First of all, when you present an offer in this market, you've got to have all of your ducks in a row. You have to have your pre-qualification letter. Hopefully it's more of like an approval letter. You've actually been through the underwriting process and the bank has said, hey, you know what? All you need to do now is find a house, but we've already underwritten your file and you are an approved borrower. Now you look almost as good as cash because you've already gotten a mortgage and now you just need a property to attach it to. So that's an an attractive process if you can do that as a buyer. And we've got lenders that do that for us and it makes a difference. It makes a big difference when you're in a multiple offer situation. So you've got to have that. You know, a lot of buyers have been coached by agents to write letters to the seller, letting them know, hey, I'm just, I'm a person, okay? I'm just trying to buy a house. That's what we did with uh, some, some friends of mine. They're moving to the area. I had them write a letter, and I think that letter actually helped them win the deal. You know, they've got a a new child. The sellers were just about to, you know, give birth, and uh, I think that just resonated with them. They're like, hey, we're, you know, we've just been through this process. We just sold our home with a newborn. Um, We can afford you your home. We're paying more than what you're asking, and we'd just, we'd love the opportunity to make this a a place to call home and, and just be done with this search. And it worked. But some of these agents, you know, it's funny. I think that there are a lot of listing agents out there, you know, the folks that represent sellers, that they don't care. They don't care about the letter that you 
had your buyer right, and they're probably not going to send it to their seller. Maybe their their rationale is, you know, I don't want them making an emotional decision. This has got to be about the numbers. I don't need that cluttering up my consultative approach to this process. That's that's my my way of kind of sorting that out at least. And so what we do is we just make sure that that letter and the pre-approval letter and the offer documents are all in one attachment. That way we know it's going to get presented to the seller. Because most agents out there, let's be honest, they're lazy. They're not going to go to the office and print that document and then remove the pre-approval letter and the letter that we spent time writing to the seller and then scan everything and then resend it to them. That's just not normal behavior. No agent in their right mind is going to do more work than they have to. But that's a little trick of the trade. Uh, but I want to focus more on on what are some particulars that you need to know as a buyer if you're going to operate in this market. And if you have questions, if you're curious about this process, then I encourage you to call into the studio. 843-556-1250 is the number here. 843-556-1250. And if you want to reach out to me personally, <clears throat> my number is 800-0065 or listings in Charleston. Dot com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. 1250 WTMA. Expert news and views on the Lowcountry real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks. As the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show continues here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. You know, I always like to take a little bit of time and just say that I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I'm, I'm always very humbled with uh, folks that are longtime listeners, either first-time callers, on air or off air, but either way, I just I appreciate those of you that listen to the show and rely on the information within it. I think we do a pretty good job here. Uh, thank you to John Quincy for always managing the show. And uh, you know, if you'd like to call in, if you've got some questions about the market, I mean, this is a pretty fascinating time. Maybe you guys don't think real estate's very fun and exciting, but it's my career of choice. It's really the only thing that I've ever done. And uh, man, I just can't get enough of it. I just love it. <laughs> Now, this market is exhausting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It requires the best of you at all times. Uh, and that's okay. That's, you know, the, that's what separates the amateurs from the professionals. I show up ready to play every day. And um, you know, sometimes I feel like I, I lace up my shoes and then step into a cage match with every other agent in the, in the low country, all 8,000 of them. Our agent population has about doubled in the past decade. There's eight agents for every one property for sale right now <laughs> to give you a little idea of how competitive it, uh, a market it is. And that's okay. Um, here's what you need to know. If you're a buyer, I really want you, especially buyers, because this is the trap that I think a lot of buyers fall into. You're, you're out looking at property or you're driving around a neighborhood. You see a home, you pull it up on Zillow. Wherever you find a home, you find yourself talking to a real estate agent. They answer your questions. They seem uh, to be knowledgeable. And then a relationship just kind of naturally forms from there. Hey, this guy knows what he's talking about. Next thing you know, you're working together. Next thing you know, you're looking at homes and you're putting in offers and you're not winning and you're wondering why. Well, let me just say this. 
there is a huge difference between an agent that has seen a market like this, either on the upswing or the downswing, uh, and has had success in it, versus those that are just getting in it. For those that are just getting their license, I almost feel a little bit sorry for them. And don't get me wrong, I have plenty of people that join my team that are brand new to the industry that I train up and get them selling multiple homes per month. Uh, and I'm proud of that. But um, if they're just now entering the market, this market is surreal. This is not a kind of real <laughs> training ground of sorts for a real estate agent to build a career off of. It's uh, We're going to look back at this in a few years from now and be like, I can't believe we didn't see that coming, whatever that is. But I, I feel like we're on the edge of something pretty big here. Um, that being said, I just don't see this, 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 the stoppage in growth in the Charleston area. We've got a lot of folks moving to the area. We're going to have to stick them somewhere. And we're going to have to figure out how uh, to balance the market, if if that's possible in the near future. Obviously, we've talked about increase, increases in interest rates and demand destruction and so on and so forth. And anyways, I'm going to stop blabbering about that because I want you as a buyer to really understand what you need to do in a market like this to win. So a few just random tips and tricks. First of all, if you don't absolutely need it, don't ask for it. In other words, you're walking through a home and when you get there, somebody has, you know, somebody's locking up because they're leaving. So you're like, all right, well, obviously, so somebody was there before me. Okay, that's fine. I get it. So you go in, you walk around, you look at the property. And then when you come out, someone's waiting for you. You're like, man, what's going on? Is this, you know, so there's just assembly lines of buyers going in and out of property. I know because we're organizing them for the listings that we put on the market. And so you say, all right, well, I want to make an offer. You know, what do you think we can ask for? You know, I really liked that fridge and the garage. And this is a really nice piece of furniture in the master bedroom. And, you know, some of these buyers and some of these offers that are being made are including fluff that you just don't need. And it's going to, it's, and it's going to cost you the house. What's more important, having this ottoman or, or, or buying this house? And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. And obviously, it's my responsibility as an agent to ask and, and put in the offer whatever the buyer wants. But part of the relationship that we form with people is to be very open and honest with them. That is our expectation. And we expect the same in return. That's just the best way, and I have found at least, to work with somebody. To just let's be direct. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's say what we want to say. Uh, I'm going to say what I want to say. You might be a little um, surprised by my opinion, but it needed to be said. Someone needed to do it, and I'm not afraid to do it, so I'm going to be the one to do it. So if you if you don't need some extra furniture at a house, don't ask for it. It's, it's likely going to cost you the deal. Also, there are some of these agents that try to sneak things past listing agents. There's, there are a few little areas in the contract where if a listing agent isn't being careful and diligent, they could gloss over it. And they are things that could cost the seller hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars. Like there's some neighborhoods, as an example, that charge capital contribution fees. You've got to pay a, a percentage of the purchase price as like a buy-in for the neighborhood. You know, Daniel Island has it. There are multiple, just all over the place. You've got these capital contribution fees. It could be a half a percent. Well, if we're dealing with a million dollar home, that's five grand. 
if the listing agent isn't being careful and this little section of the contract gets left blank, then it defaults to the seller being responsible for that cost. Well, obviously, if you're a buyer agent and you know that the listing agent is experienced, someone like me, like that's not going to fly with me. You're not going to get that one past me. As a buyer agent, you might be able to pull that off, but is that worth risking losing the house? And and I think the reality is, and this is probably what's challenging for you as the listener to understand, is that you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know about these little things. You don't know about these little parts of the contract. That's why education is so important. And so I'm going to kind of wrap up this segment with, please interview your agent. I want you to walk away from that meeting feeling impressed and having known more now than you knew before you met with that agent. There's got to be an educational component to meeting with and working with a real estate agent in this market because it is fast-paced. It is challenging to get something under contract. Even when you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, you're making the right decisions, you still are going to have buyers that say, hey, you know what? Here, give them this. See, I dare them not to take this. And they're just making crazy offers on property that that are not wise decisions. You don't want to compete with that person. Let them have it. You know, if you're going and you're at an auction and you're bidding on some sort of item and the max that you feel you want to pay is 100 bucks, and someone comes out with 120 bucks, then, you know, what do you do? You just stop bidding. You let go. You need to learn when to walk away. An agent needs to be that voice of reason at times because it's kind of easy to get wrapped up in the emotion of all this. So I tell you what, for the last 10 minutes or so, I'm going to talk about uh, if you're a seller, what do you need to know in a market like this? So we're going to take another quick break. And, uh, you know, again, you've got about 10 minutes or so left. So feel free to call into the program, 843-556-1250, Or if you want more information on working with my team, listingsincharleston.com is the website, listingsincharleston.com, or the phone number to call or text is 843-800-0065. We'll be right back. More stimulating talk on real estate matters with Brian Beatty next on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Now, here's more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Just a few minutes left if you want to call into the program. 843-556-1250, come in and call in live. Or if you want to call me off air, you've got some questions, you're thinking of selling your home, buying a home, just want more information on the market, maybe just need a, a good reference, good contractor, you know, whatever I can do to help. My number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. And of course, the website listingsincharleston.com uh, is for my company. Uh, we also own a... a, a property management company, which I'm excited to announce. We've been up and running. We've got a few doors under management already. It's a company built uh, by investors for investors to really uh, take care of and maximize your cash flow potential for your property. So if you own, excuse me, if you own a rental property or want to own rental properties, then give me a call 843-800-0065. And we can talk about that portion of real estate. But let me finish my discussion here this morning with regard to Uh, Just kind of what you need to know to navigate a market like this, because it's about to get 
really crazy out there. April is just a month of mayhem. <laughs> Historically, uh, seasonally. So if you're going to sell a home, let me just say this. Most agents can get you a contract on your house. That's, that's kind of the easy part. That being said, there are still plenty of homes that are going to sit on the market because they're just wildly overpriced or they're insufficiently marketed or the seller just decided to say, you know what, I'm just going to throw this thing up there and see what people think. They took no time to prepare the home for sale and it shows. But the difference between an experienced agent and a new agent, frankly, can make all the difference when it comes to netting more money from the sale. And, and I just, I see it time and time again. The reality is, and actually, you know what? There, so I was at a, I was at a listing presentation um, last week, and I'm sitting there, and I'm 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 getting kind of grilled by the seller asking some tough questions, some great questions, and I'm just kind of sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself. By the way, she was a loyal uh, radio show listener, has been for years, might even be listening right now. If you are, then you know who you are. And I'm waving to you in the studio. But um, I was like, you know what? This is great. This is what people need to be doing when asking their agents or when, when considering making a move. I was so happy and proud that that person was, was going through that line of questioning because they're important questions to ask. And uh, you know what? Parents, you'll appreciate this. This is a sales technique, but it also works really well with kids and parenting. It's called the two perfect options close. And so uh, there's a bunch of, you know, obviously different different sorts of training that I take people through because uh, I'm also a national real estate coach. So I coach other people that own real estate companies that want to grow their business, so on and so forth. But the two perfect option close is, so let's say that you've got a kid and um, what most people will do is they'll give one good option and one bad option. You know, do you want to go to bed right now or do you want me to beat you all night? <laughs> well, obviously, you're probably not going to beat your kid all night. Uh, but the two perfect options close is very applicable to this particular conversation because when I'm working with sellers, the two options that I find to be most attractive and that work the best um, are, number one, do we want to price your property at very close to what it's worth with the understanding that even something that sold last month or two months or three months ago is already an outdated comp because homes are worth more than that now. So do we want to kind of price it in line with where the comparable sales say we are worth and then let buyers fight over your property, which will you know, kind of inevitably happen? You can't promise it because you just can't control that situation that much, but Every single home I put on the market so far this year and sold has sold in, le- in a few days with multiple offers. I think we're averaging eight offers per listing. Um, so option number one is, do we want to price it at what it's worth? Let people fight over the property, get emotionally entangled in the process, waive contingencies, increase the price, and basically bid it up to where, you know, kind of like the max of what the market is going to say it's worth, or do we want to price it ahead of the market? Like, let's say that it's worth on paper, it's worth three seventy-five. Well, we're going to price it at four hundred or four oh nine, and see if we can get a buyer up to where we think the market is going. It's just a matter of how much level of risk you, as the seller, 
are comfortable inheriting in this process. Both options work. They're two perfect options. Uh, But as a seller, the strategy associated with marketing your property and how you are going to generate so much interest and so much urgency that it results in real thousands of dollars more in your pocket because you have and employed that strategy. So if you want to learn a little bit more about how we're doing this, because there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes in order to create this backlog of interest for your specific home. The cool news is, is that on almost every property we sell, I have a few hundred buyers looking on my website for a home like yours right now. We've got about 20,000 people that look at our website that are searching for property. And so we've got a bunch of buyers interested. If you're thinking about selling, 843-800-0065 is my number, 800-0065 or listingsincharleston.com. Thanks so much for listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.